Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, Paul Daniels. Paul, you are the founder of Peak Results. You are the Chief Revenue Officer of Intelligent Contacts. Paul, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, Josh, thank you so much for having me on. I'm a longtime listener, first-time guest, so ah, thank you. I love it. Paul, you also have a personal website. It's at Paul Daniels Jr., pauldanielsjr.com. And then, of course, uh, Intelligent Contacts is found on the web at intelligentcontacts.com. All right, Paul, uh, I know you do a lot of great speaking as well. Um, would you mind just kind of giving us kind of an overview of the, the work that you're most passionate about these days? Yeah, thanks. So I've got, uh, you know, my day job, I'm the Chief Revenue Officer for Intelligent Contacts, and that keeps me busy for, you know, 60 hours of the week. But gosh, why sleep? When you can get more stuff done. So I also have uh, I've got a, an advisory firm, Peak Results, as you'd mentioned, that's been going since 2007. I work with um, with business owners and entrepreneurs uh, and corporate leaders that find themselves um, in challenges that want to grow, find new ways to um, innovate and succeed. Uh, and I absolutely love doing that, which is kind of a spinoff from my speaking. So all of that means I don't sleep much. I was six foot two with 200 pounds and full head of hair. And, and if you're not looking at this, I'm short, bald, and fat. So that's what happens when you don't sleep and you work a lot. Yeah. Um, so what, uh, I mean, where, where should we go first? You want to talk about uh, the, the work that you do in intelligent contacts or? Yeah, well, it all kind of comes back to uh, the work that I'm doing um, with our clients. I'm doing the same stuff with intelligent contacts. And it's around, um, there's a, there's a, super, a set of secret skills that mm. only about 10% of the population is born with, but it represents a majority of the most prolific entrepreneurs, business leaders, pioneers, uh, mathematicians, scientists, artists, inventors uh, throughout history. And we've cracked the code. So you don't have to be in that 10% that's born with these super skills in order to use them and, and apply them immediately. And it's something that it's we've just cracked the code in the last 15 years or so, and I've coined it as peripheral thinking. And what mm. it does is it mirrors the same skills that those people that have that those super skills born uh, into them uh, use. Now, I, I can tell you the secret of where it comes from, but once I say it, your audience has to either act on it or ignore it, but they can't say that they've never heard where that secret skill comes from. Mm -hmm. So I'll share it. All right. Once let's not, let's we'll take pass. Let's take the red pill. Okay. No going back. <laughs> okay. So uh, to overcome challenges, uh, find new past growth and innovation and, and do that in any market condition. Like even in the middle of COVID, you must be or become dyslexic. <laughs> That's right. Like dyslexic, dyslexic. So people consider dyslexia 
a disability or disease. It's, it's not a disease. 10% of the population is born with it. It's a learning difference. And the learning difference is that our minds think of information and we consume information in unique ways. In fact, science has proven that dyslexics have a, a broader peripheral view. So our peripheral vision is much sharper than non-dyslexics. But between 20 and 30% of entrepreneurs and nearly 40% of self-made millionaires are dyslexic. Wow. Uh, NASA actively recruits dyslexics and, and dyslexia has been coined the MIT disease. So you, you look throughout history and you find people like Einstein, Henry Ford, and Bancroft, uh, Da Vinci, Agatha Christie, JFK, uh, Richard Branson, Muhammad Ali, Kobe Bryant, uh, Nolan Ryan, and the list goes on. All of them dyslexic. All of them took mm. their skills to a, a totally different level and in some cases created brand new industries. So what I do with, with folks that I work with and I love sharing with you is helping them understand that by looking for opportunities in the periphery that may look like have nothing to do with your business, mm. it's actually where some of the best solutions are found. Some of the best solutions aren't necessarily found by looking at the challenge, looking ahead, checking what I've done in the past, looking at mm. my marketplace, uh, what are my competitors doing in industry trends? Some of the best solutions are found by finding a baker in Bulgaria and learning some of the tricks so that I can apply that in a different way to my foundry outside of Philadelphia. Wow. That makes sense? Yeah. Keep going with some more examples on this, particularly, awesome. you know, maybe real world examples that, that you've encouraged yeah. or that, you've, you, you know, maybe in your work you've done, yeah. you've kind of done case studies around. Absolutely. So in 2010, uh, I was working with a hospital, a, a single hospital in the Midwest, and I was working with the patient engagement department of that hospital. We'd finished up a couple day strategy session, um, and it was a Friday. I was leaving, and the director of the of that department came up. We'll call her Jennifer Johnson, just to keep it anonymous. Mm -hmm. uh, she came up and said, "Hey, I need to um, I need to reschedule our call for next week because my family and I are going to Hawaii on vacation." So we rescheduled and I got in the airplane, went home for the weekend. But Sunday, I received a text from Jennifer and it said, can we chat? Question mark, exclamation point. Well, she's my client. Of course, we're going to chat. So I replied, sure. I'd no hit, sooner hit send than she called. Ring, ring, right? It's, hey, Jennifer, what's going on? She's, I get it. That whole periphery thing that you're doing, I get it, get it. Like, okay, Jennifer. Now she's super conservative. So it was... I'd never heard her so giddy. Well, what's happening? She said, okay, so my husband and I and the kids, we just checked into the, ho the hotel and I got this text. You got to read this. Oh, wait, I'll read it for you. Okay, it says, Miss Johnson, thank you for choosing the Waikoloa Village Resort. If there's anything I can do to help make your stay more exceptional, call me, Jim Smith, general manager. And Paul, he gave me his personal mobile phone number. Do you get it? I said, yeah. Jennifer, that's a great message. I've been to that property and they really know what a guest experience is like. She said, that's my point. What if we did the same thing for patients who are admitted into our hospital? We could send them a text and thank them for choosing us, telling them we're going to take great care of them, even let them know that their family can communicate with us. We'll send them a map of the, 
the hospital, where to find the cafeteria and things. And then she went on and on. I mean, there it was. I mean, she really did get it. It was right there. There was a proven solution in 2010 in the hospitality industry that was directly correlated to her needs in the healthcare industry. And you can fast forward today and you see plenty of electronic communication between providers and patients, not back then. And, And Jennifer is now the chief patient experience officer for a 20 health, a 20 hospital healthcare system. It's just applying things that you think are irrelevant to your (laughs) industry in order to keep you from becoming irrelevant in your industry. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I think, so the the issue, right, is we don't want to think like the masses because then you're just, you know, you're just, you're not breaking new ground. You're not solving problems that those who are just kind of doing things the same way just perpetuate the same problems. And so we're adding like these little shocks to the system by, you know, by this thinking difference. Is that, is that sound? Yeah, that's spot on because the, the, the scourge of growth and true innovation. Now I'm not talking about the next uh, nanotechnology kind of tech innovation, just, just the, the innovating instead of iterating the scourge to that is conventional wisdom, right? It's, it's the, it's the stuff that says, this is the way it is. And often for people that I talk with, I say, you, you've got to get outside your, your boundaries. You, yes, you're part of groups on LinkedIn and, and, and Facebook. That's not the periphery. Those people are part of your industry or your interests. Truly go find someone else. And I, and I, I give this example what does a baker in Bulgaria have to do with a foundry outside of Philadelphia? What does uh, a movie theater in Moldova have to do mm-hmm. with <laughs> a distribution center in Denver? Mm-hmm. What does a flu in China have to do with unemployment in the United States? Yeah. Well, conventional wisdom said nothing, but peripheral thinking said, oh, hang on, wait, there may be something here that we could use. There might be some ideas. And I've learned tons of things from from the guy who runs the hardware part, the the screws and nuts and bolts uh, aisle at Home Depot, Mike, my buddy Mike, um, I've learned a ton from him. It has nothing to do, quote, nothing to do with my industry, and I apply it all the time. So getting outside of that comfort zone is actually more comfortable because then when you're facing challenges, you have a ready repository of action-ready solutions that you can apply. And people go, wow, that's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And I say, yeah, thanks. But they've been doing that in manufacturing for 50 years. <laughs> I don't want to give my secret away, but yeah, it's, you know, it's just another solution from over here. We just named it something different and you can apply it right now. Paul, how can we think like this a little bit better where I, I think sometimes, so for example, um, you know, I was watching um, the the Beatles documentary, yeah. and I think that there were a lot of lessons there when you see, you know, arguably, it's an opinion, but, you know, probably two of the greatest songwriters of our time, you know, and how they work together and, you know, how it impacted other people around them. You know, poor right. George Harrison is a an amazing musician, an amazing songwriter in his own right. But, you know, when you're in the shadows of John and Paul, right. you know, it's just, it, it's, it, and I, 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 I suspect 
that if I were to think more about that, right, and start, you know, and almost like pondering that and asking myself, well, wait a minute, is there any application, Mm -hmm. you know, in, in leadership development? And, you know, is there a George in our organization that's maybe underutilized just simply because of the dynamic that's been created? And if so, you know, what can we do? I I don't know. I I just, that that was one, as you can tell, unfinished thought. (laughs) It's a great one. And I, and in my mind, this is part of being dyslexic. Uh, yeah. What we see in here always reminds us of something else. We see things that other people miss. There's a bunch of other things, but the one thing that all um, dyslexics and all clients that I've worked with and, and shared peripheral thinking with and are using, the one skill that they have in common is this skill called interpreting, which means when I'm in the periphery, I'm interpreting, I'm taking in content. I don't have to make decisions right then, but I'm taking in what I call five C's of interpreting. And then there's a sixth C that it's really the contact, the person. The second C is context. Like where did, where are they? What's the background, that kind of thing. And then content, that's the, what's working for them. What's not working for them and why. Then there's the fourth C, which is conclusion. How, what are those conclusions that they've met? What are the measurable results from the content or the, you know, the lessons? What is that and then the fifth C is a category. So you've got a conclusion and eventually people start categorizing these. It creates a peripheral resource library that you can use this sixth C, which is the secret sauce, to solve any problem. And it's called connect. Once you've got contact, con- context, some content, and a conclusion that you want to categorize, you take your challenge, your problem, your goal, what you want to achieve, and you weave your way back through the peripheral resource library, those connections, and you connect the dots. Oh, I want to achieve this. Hmm. That means it would be categorized this way, or it might have this kind of conclusion. So interpreting is nothing more than taking disparate ideas, shedding the conventional wisdom, and assembling them in new ways. You saw in the documentary where um, well, where Paul's playing, right? And he's he's just playing, he's just riffing. And then all of a sudden, there's the song, right? It's less than 10 minutes or something. And there it is. And it's got the hook that everybody remembers. And I won't give it up mm-hmm. in case oh, people haven't it seen was the documentary. So, right? It's so amazing just watching him right. find it. We know where he's going to get to, right? right. And then when you just, it's, it's right. just, it really is, it's truly remarkable to watch. It yeah. really is. Obviously, because I'm a fan. <laughs> yeah, I am too. And, yeah. and and because he was unfettered by convention, yeah. he was willing yeah. to try anything. And it just mm-hmm. he just kept trying. And that's kind of the creative process mm-hmm. that most people don't want to go through. Uh, we want to know the right answer. Well, just tell me the right answer and I'll do that. Well, if you want to keep doing that, then stick with the peer group with the, that you're in. Stick in the position that you're in because you are not the lead dog in the sled dog team. So your view is never going to change. I'll just leave that, you know, mental image with you. If you're not the lead sled dog, the view is not going to change until you unclip from the leash and, and go and explore. There are so many great lessons that we can learn from different things, you know, which is why I'm a huge fan of, um, and you see this a lot with leaders, like they have things that they're very passionate 
about outside of work, right? They might be into long distance running. And so it's like all the things you learn from being a marathon runner, like having run a couple marathons. Wow. Is that a mental game? It's, yeah. it's, it's more mental than it is physical, physical, you know, you can build up your body to do that mentally right. though. Oh my gosh. Like that's just hours for me, yeah. <laughs> many hours. No, <laughs> And just like what your that self talk that goes on. Um, and how have you applied that to uh, to your business? Right. Yeah. And I mean, that's just it's it's the grit, right? Yes, it's hard. Yes, your body does not want to do this anymore, mm-hmm. right? But you know, you you have a goal, I and mean, there's so much about the training, and you know, it's like when you cross right. the finish line, it's not you know, the emotion that wells up and, and it was, it was second to the birth of my kids. Yeah. It was the most emotional crossing the finish line. My very first marathon was the most emotional experience of my entire life because of my journey in yep. what it took to get there. And, you know, going from, you know, very, a very obese man to mm-hmm. losing weight. And then all of those countless hours out on the road at dark and, you know, when it was raining and, and that's all those sacrifices, it took all of those sacrifices in order for me to have that moment right there. And so again, perfect that's in business, it. it's the same thing, right? It's that thankless got to put in the sweat, blood, sweat, and tears. Now there's no reward for this right now, but I have to do this in order for me to show up in this way for this other thing in which I can get that recognition. Right. So yeah, right. just so more using peripheral thinking right now. You're using some interpreting. You, you've got a dozen lessons in there that you yeah. can apply to your business and to your audience's business from Sheesh. what is that feeling? What is that? What did that feel like to do? Great. How do I replicate that for clients in a faster amount of time? Mm. Because you got to a 5K before you got to a marathon. Yep. And there was a sense of accomplishment at 5K and then maybe a 10K, right? And so um, is it is it the iteration? Is it the training? Is it a combination of both? Is it the people that you were with? There's just here's what I say. I'm sorry, I'm getting so passionate, you can tell. <laughs> there are there are more answers than questions. There are more paths than problems, more choices than challenges, and more opportunities than obstacles. It's just your perspective. If you see the world like this, then it's going to be like this. If you turn your head and look around, oh my goodness, it's there. And it's fueled you know, my work with clients in 20, almost uh, 25 industries, 26 countries, uh, and 2.2 billion in new revenue over the last four decades. Mm. And I've had a ball doing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right, Paul, someone's been listening to us. So like, I like the, I like the, is there a, is there a book on peripheral thinking? Well, um, well, I'm not, I don't want to tip my hand. So I, okay. I <laughs> Uh, Follow you just and it? just stay plugged in. <laughs> okay, it's, yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. I have. Um, I, I will be. Uh, I will be in a book that comes out in March and and uh, late. Excuse me, May. Um, so I'm I'm part of a a, collabor- a collaborative yeah. that's putting the book together. Yep. And then I'm hoping by the end of 2022, the peripheral thinking book will be out there. Mm. But that would mean now I don't sleep at all because <laughs> yeah. it's additive. It's not in replacement to the things I'm doing. 
So um, yeah, there will be, there will be, but obviously if, if somebody wants even just a copy of like that peripheral resource library, yeah. template, all they have to do is connect with me on LinkedIn and just mention uh, your show and I'll send it to them free. No, I'm not going to ask for your email or any of that stuff. Just if you want it, I'm happy to share it with you. And it's got some instructions and just uh, on how to use it. And uh, man, if it helps you, awesome. Just let me know it helped. Yeah. Paul Daniels. All right. Where do people engage with you? How do they connect with you? How is there any way that, that folks can work with you? I know you have, you're pretty busy as it is, but uh, is there, is there any way folks can engage with you? Sure. So you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, I, I do a little bit of Facebook stuff too. You can find, uh, you can connect with me on my own website, which is pauldanielsjr.com. Um, any of those ways. Uh, my personal mobile phone. No, I'm not giving you my personal mobile phone. I was just joking. <laughs> but you can contact me and I'm pretty active on all that. I love calls Saturday at 9 p.m. when I'm with the family. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm Let's shoot the breeze. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll give somebody that I don't like very much, give out their mobile phone number. There you go. <laughs> So um, I'm happy to work with people, whether that's just giving advice or um, being on a board of advisors or engaging them uh, to help them grow their company. Absolutely. Yeah, that's Here great. Today. All right, Paul Daniels. All right. Thank you again so much. Again, Chief Revenue Officer over at Intelligent Contacts. Uh, and uh, you could just search uh, Paul Daniels Jr. on LinkedIn. You could pull up uh, Paul's uh, info. Uh, and then, of course, uh, founder of Peak Results as well. Paul, this has been a great conversation. Thank you so much. Uh, pleasure's mine. Love your show. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and reshare you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review and we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.